What's up, trade crew? Dennis here with HVAC R&D. I am in a hotel. Got everything set up. Sorry for the echoey sound. I'm staring at a concrete wall. Um, yep, doing a little traveling training. Me and riding tonight. We uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We got some notes here, but they're all over the place, which these are my favorite shows. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, trade crew? Like Dennis said, welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Also brought to you by One Thing Marketing, as well as our Powered By sponsor, Keystone Sales & Associates, the best and brightest PHVAC manufacturers rep in the (laughs) mid-Atlantic. Yeah, totally. Man, I'm butchering these intros. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, man. Um, But, you know, we, uh, we checked out some new Spotify info today and uh we keep asking how much you guys are loving hvac r&d and according to the spotify stats uh you guys definitely loved us in 2023 so thank you so much for everyone listening we also have a great following on pandora and iheart and apple music cody is super excited about it he is letting us all know right now but wherever you're listening to us please follow us like us rate us leave us a review share us to your trade crew it's awesome that every single review we've gotten for this entire year was a 5-0. We're so excited for that. We love that you guys appreciate the show and are getting stuff from it, learning it. Whether you're learning from the show, you're having fun from the show, we just want you to get something positive from it. That's why we did this. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you're out there listening and you want to work with us, if you're interested in being a sponsor or sponsoring a one-off show, Please contact us through our website, hvacrnd.com, and I will reach back out to you, get you some press kit information. We can go from there. Social media stats continue to climb. Tradehounds is a couple away from crossing 1,600. Had some conversations with those folks uh, this week, and hopefully some more coming up. Excited about that. TikTok is almost to 400. LinkedIn is in the mid-300s. Instagram is pushing 1,500. So we've got Again. a lot of little, yeah, got a lot of milestones coming. Yeah. Second time around. So it, think about too bad. that. We, we hit 1200. Was it 1200? 11 something? Initially. Yeah. The first round. No, we were, I swear. I thought we were in the 14s. We had just crossed into 1400 because we were pushing for that 1500 mark in this. Yeah. So, we lost the, yeah, we lost everything. So in a year we've 
we've really rebuilt all of this because you know i just started pushing us on linkedin and tiktok really three or four months ago really hard pushing so a lot of this stuff is is growing organically right now really fast and we're just really grateful for all of that so organic that's the best yes way. organic growth is the best growth <laughs> we're not going to pay for likes we're not going to pay for followers we want you to actually give a crap about the show because you enjoy it i mean what's so, it cost though i mean i don't know and i don't care i'm just kidding I'm just i don't know i don't care no you're not don't you lie <laughs> i have not looked there are up. no shortcuts to podcast glory dennis no uh, you just gotta you gotta put the word let it rip yeah, that's it put it in all right so, carry on please make sure to follow us on social media instagram and tiktok at hvac.rnd then you can also find us on Trade Hounds, LinkedIn, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. You can also find everything through HVACRD.com where you can join the mailing list and check out the Vendor Hub. Also, while you're on the website, make sure you go utilize the Turkey Day discount for Black Friday and get a free Trade Crew t-shirt with a $35 or more purchase. Just remember you got to go add it to your cart so that we know what size you need. There's a sweet little directional video on the Instagram and everywhere else on social media you can use to make sure you get it done properly. Because I know initially it's probably going to be a pain in the butt. So please go on there, get you a free shirt. I know our buddy Richie up in New York got his whole crew swagged out. We posted his video earlier this week, so everybody looked good. So thank you for that, guys. But, uh, yeah, I think that concludes the opening marketing segment of our show. So nice job, Corey. Just time to, uh, he made you some new music for your intro of marketing. Oh, sweet! He I'm sent excited. it to me yesterday. So he's got everything was on my Mac for as far as all his beats and packs and stuff he's bought. Yeah. So during Thanksgiving we transferred it over. So now he's sending me audio files from App State. Sweet. So all the music y'all hear in the background, everything, it is Corey, my son. Um, so yeah, he's he's getting back into the beat making, and he's gonna send me some stuff. I'm pumped. Nothing like the original, some original audio. That's right. And speaking of original audio, this morning I was playing with the the new intro for next year. Ooh, nice. It's gonna require a flanger pedal. Ooh. on an acoustic <laughs> I mean it's getting it's getting to be a lot here oh, um, man. we're getting too fancy I know I don't even want to send it to Zach Zach's gonna Zach's <laughs> he's gonna, gonna, gonna butcher us oh god he's gonna butcher me he's gonna be like oh it sounded great Dennis good job Zach's a, a he's a he's a fantastic guitar player so I I, I always cringe when I go send him something. Hey, what do you think about this, Zach? Um, all right. It's so a, it's okay, Dennis. It's okay. You could do this better, but you know, it's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring anything special to drink? No, dang it. I Gosh, ran up here so why? fast. I, I should have brought You're... that, uh, I should have brought that bottle up here from last week, but I don't want to run back downstairs now. Nah, you're uh, good. But, you know, you guys saw it on Thanksgiving. I opened a bottle of Johnny Walker Gold Reserve. So it was an 18-year-old scotch uh, Kristen bought me for our first anniversary. 
two weeks ago was our 10th anniversary. So opening that thing on Thanksgiving, it was pushing 27, 28 years old. Wow. Dude, it's so damn good. Isn't that weird how smooth they get? It's ridiculous. I know everybody it's says better with age, it's so right? Good. Yeah. Yeah, when you smell you smell stuff like that that old like it's just well and like they talk about a fine wine what about a fine scotch okay right thank you very much (laughs) all right so now i'm thirsty now drink yep rip it let's go all right you gotta hang some pictures up over there i know we're getting there mine's gonna mine's gonna (laughs) The sound's going to bounce off this wall and slap me right in the face. All right. I did bring something a little special, and it's got a whole story behind it. Nice. So I am in Florence, South Carolina. i got training in the morning, and uh, I'm probably six minutes from Darlington Speedway. So I went past there, made some videos. I'm going to post that. But I whipped it in this gas station, and it was lunchtime. And I'm like, <clears throat> it was a nice gas station too. Brand new. You know, there's just land for days out there. And they just built it. I strolled in there. Well, back up. When I'm walking across the parking lot, all I smell is fried food. <laughs> it's just hit me. Chicken, something. So I go in there and they got this full buffet next to the register. And I'm like, holy crap. Is it like the old school, like, was it Brewster's Chicken or whatever it was? Chester's Chicken. No, it wasn't Chester's Chicken. But yeah, yeah, there is a Brewster's. No, it's just, there's no name. It's just got a menu up high and it's just a few sides and some fried meat, right? So Some fried meat. Some fried meat. I go over there and I'm like, what you got here? And she's like, that's uh, salt and pepper catfish, potato wedges, mac and cheese, Black-eyed peas. I'm like, Catfish. Oh, yeah. You know I got it. Catfish. Had to get the gas station catfish. <gasps> um, that just scares me. <laughs> you know what? How we're was just, it? We're just the middle. It's just fuel, man. It's in and out. <laughs> I can't I actually, I can't say anything. I used to buy cheeseburgers out the back of a bait shop in Louisiana, so I can't say much about Yeah, I mean, she, she dropped them in the fryer. I mean, it could have been from the pond out back i don't know but it's 350 degrees it's fine right yeah it's not sushi from a gas station yeah Uh, i don't know i don't that stuff doesn't bother me so yeah it was fantastic but while i'm waiting she goes we're gonna drop you some new fish and new potato wedges i'm like all right nice while i'm waiting i stroll into the beer cave it's one of those stores it's got the the sliding glass beer section nice I'm like, I got to get something for the podcast tonight. Stroll in there. This hotel ain't got nothing. So I stroll in there. They had Happy Dad Seltzers. <laughs> Have you Dad. seen Happy Dad Seltzers? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of hard to find. I don't know. I'm not driving back to Darlington to get them. But um, Happy Dad Seltzer is a gluten-free wild cherry 5%. 100 calories. Yes, much better calorie count than last episode, everyone. Yes, and has electrolytes. Bam. Dennis must keep his girlish figure. (laughs) Nice. So it's just, oh my God. Yep, that's cherry. 
Just punch you in the face. So it's just a... It's a good seltzer. Not, not a huge seltzer guy, but... This is a man seltzer. Happy dad. A man seltzer. Is there such a thing? Hmm, that's pretty good. Okay, guess so. Now, here's the funny part. While I'm standing there, I, I say, can I go ahead and buy all this? And then when the food's done, I can just roll out. She's like, yeah. So she rings me up, get my little 12 pack of uh, the variety pack. And she gives me my receipt. So I'm just standing there. I look down at the receipt. You know what it says on the receipt? Hmm. It says, um, hot food for my food. She <laughs> rang up. And then it says, happy mom on the receipt. <laughs> Who put that in? <laughs> I got. I'll send you a picture. It says That's "Happy hilarious. Mom" and "Hot Food." <laughs> hmm. It's probably so, a good inside joke. I'm sure. Yeah, I was gonna go back up there and be like, "What is this?" So did uh, did Big Sexy get a Darlington Stripe? Oh, not yet. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I will tell you. Yeah, for all our NASCAR fans listening, the Darlington <laughs> Stripe. Yeah, had to had to throw that in there. I'll be I'll be honest. Coming down the way I came through Charlotte and through, uh, dang, what is that? All the way around 485. Yeah, they're doing the construction, and several oh, times yeah. it was me in between a concrete wall and a dump truck. Man, it's not good. Yeah, I hate. I freaking hate it. So that trailer is seven wide inside. And the fenders are on the outside, so it's nine foot total. Dude, yeah, it's tight. Honking. It, it's it, it had me drawled up a little bit several times. Um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, we've been uh, me and Ryan's been doing a little training together. Yeah, it's been a busy week. It's been fun though. Always learn a lot when we get to we get to train together. Yeah, we had a good, um, we had some good training yesterday. That was a unique we did. place we, to train. Yep, we had, um, we actually had a group of four different, excuse me, of three different companies um, that every, a lot of the guys knew each other in one way or another from, from years of being in kind of the same market. They were all friends. So it was kind of cool to see three companies that were excited to go do a training together. I've not really had that happen very often. Um, and it was nice because since everybody was friends with each other, they didn't mind asking questions. A lot of times yeah, you it was, have, it was pretty yeah, informal. yeah, you have these group trainings where you have 30 people in there and, you know, collectively they're from 20 different companies and nobody wants to ask a question because one, they don't want to look, they're afraid they're going to look dumb in front of a competitor or anything like that. And it can sometimes make it be, you know, it's like crickets trying to get through a training class. So it was fun to be in front of what we have 14 in there of guys yeah. that were all just, just open to have conversation and, and do some training. It was cool. Well, I don't know how much you want to throw out there. We were in an HVAC shop. Mm hmm. Um, yep. Like a shotgun. County. Yeah. It was like a shotgun shop for the County. Uh, we had like tool benches and parts and everything laying all around everywhere. They had some Cajun Joe spice sitting on the table. I don't know if you noticed that sitting there. I did not notice that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those guys well, are big they fans of that stuff. They they 
Yeah, it's our shop and it's yeah, shop, around. office, everything all together is pretty cool. So my cart, I brought the twenty sear the Bosch cart, and inside the cart I've got a uh, step up transformer in there, and uh, so I got all I need is a one ten outlet, and then I can go to two forty, and then I power the rest of the cart. So in that shop, I was like, uh, "You got a good like twenty amp." circuit that's by itself and he's like yeah all 20 of those on the wall over there <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's a shop so yeah it was cool i love to have that because if, if if when i go to a hotel and i fire that thing up i'm always nervous um it pulls about in heat mode it'll pull about 12 amps total which if that circuit's got an ice maker on it or something like that a little fridge and they all kick on together i mean heck i've i've tripped a breaker and went back there to reset it and it was a 15 amp single pole breaker <laughs> like oh okay can't use that um oh i was gonna say but, i hate yeah. to interrupt but speaking of fridges uh just a second ago i got the delivery confirmation for the garage beer fridge nice so it will be here tomorrow afternoon what you get like an apartment style uh freezer up top or? well it's a, it's a freezer up top but it was um 23.2 cubic feet yeah that don't it's an lg anything, it's an lg that matches well the stainless on the lg will match the one that's already in the house you got a um, stainless fridge for the garage yeah god this guy man y'all hiring over there well, oh, so here's gonna, the thing. It's going to look good out there. I'm just saying. It's so it was I like, like that. 16, Most people throw like, the old yeah. crap well, out all, there. All the white ones are about the same price unless you get just a small one. So there's like the high sense that was like 16 cubic feet for 500 bucks. This LG was See, I can't picture 23 feet size. You, you can tell once you get next to one. Um, so the LG was 23.2 cubic feet and it was mid eights but since if you spent over 800 bucks at Lowe's they gave you an extra 100 bucks off plus gave you a Black Friday discount and free delivery you know what I think we got the same one at the shop because I got it from Lowe's so and, and they had a bunch of Bosch stickers slapped all over it well and they have a 20 cubic feet one that looks almost the same but it was it was 100 bucks less but with you couldn't get the discount on it because it was under 800 bucks so if I bought the one that was slightly bigger, I got it for the same price plus free delivery. So I'm thinking about in my in my new house getting the fridge for the garage and putting the uh, kegerator out the side of it. Yes, that's a great plan. Like a little pony keg in there, and then you got the taps, and then I might need to go order a second fridge. No, you can, yeah you just they got the kits now you drill it of course you gotta drill straight through the side of your fridge but it looks so sweet on the side just hanging out out there just but you know we, we got you know we got blue collar guys listening to this show they can kind of understand yeah. this um when you start looking into a kegerator at your house you know what people don't think about it is a shitload of beer yeah i mean even the small the ones and it's a lot you can't keep it forever i'm just saying it's a lot 
I looked into it and I'm like, Tracy's like, yeah, I'm not going to help you drink that. I'm like, you start, you know, divvying it up and seeing how many glasses it is. And you're like, whoa, okay. I don't know if I can get through that. Then all your buddies come over and they're just drinking free beer off of you. You just need to start, like, if you're going to tap the keg, 20 bucks in the pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put you a little you bucket can, there. Yeah, put a little bucket there. and If you're going to drink from it, put something in the cup. Besides beer. So, so I did I did find out that we still rep Krause uh, Kitchen and Bath Products. I was like, man, Jacob's like on your roster? Yeah, not Krause. Yeah, what's up, Krause? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kraus fixtures, which are really nice kitchen and bath fixtures, but we still rep them in parts of our territory and just not in the Carolinas. But mm. they have the faucet that you flip a handle and it's beer, so it's a keg under the sink. Oh, you told me about that before. Yes, and then you flip it back and it's water. So I have nowhere to put a keg under my freaking sink. <laughs> I mean, you really got to think this through for you. Yeah, you got to be planning for that one because so outside the, the traps new... and the disposals. Oh, yeah, where are you, you putting a keg under there? You can barely get a bottle of dish soap under there. Um, no, in my little outdoor kitchen area, I'm going to try to build. I'm going to see if I can uh, plan ahead and get that in there. My new little house I'm building is going to be. There's going to be so much going on there. I can't wait to get in there. I know. I'm excited to watch you get to go through that process. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it could be a rough process, but I've got my builder set up Been talking to him. I've got, um, did you pick one finally? Yeah. Ish. I re- you know, I got, I got, I got a guy, he's local and uh, he's going to let me be. So I'm going to be involved. Right. And I'm going to be, I want to do the HVAC, obviously, and get my own equipment. He's cool yep. with that. I got to find a builder that's cool with that, you know. Yep. Um, I can get some discounted products to put in the house. For one, to do training on, to tinker with, you know, products that we rep. So, yep, my house is going to be a... I mean, <laughs> there's going to be all kind of stuff going on there. So... Dennis I gotta have a builder turn, that's up for that. I was gonna say he's gonna turn the R and D into a true influencer page. Did you see this faucet? <laughs> Did you see this yep. kitchen counter? <laughs> I mean, when you walk over to the sink and then just pour yourself a beer, I mean, how yeah. cool is that? I know, right? Um. So anyway, um, man, other news. To come help run the ductwork because I, I know I'm getting that phone call. I got you. Yeah, and I started so I, I drew my I drew my house plan out a couple days ago to scale, you know, and just kind of making sure wherever I, I want everything. And I haven't started laying out the duct system yet. How I want to do it. Um, I know I want to put the system in the attic. I've confirmed that. I am going to be on a small crawl space, but it's just going to be an empty, dried-in crawl space. Just so I can get the stuff. I don't want to do a slab. Not a big fan of that. Um, my lot is just right for about a two and a half, three foot crawl space. You know what I mean? 
Nice. Kind of slopes left to right, so it'll be a little low on one side, but I don't know. I just want to be able to get to plumbing. I want to be able to run a wire up a wall if I want to add an outlet or, you know. No, I definitely understand that. Running some Ethernet cable somewhere, you can just, you know, you can just crawl under there and drill back up, and there you go. I mean. Well, and that's, that's me with our daggum pantry. Like, why did they not put something I need something to come over here? there and run you up some power yeah. in there. It's, I'll have to get you to come over and. We can get power in there. We can get power in there, and we can get me another one outside somewhere. Jesus. Yeah, you need a light in there, big time. Yeah. Well, there's a light in there, but we wanted, there's, there's a light in there, but I wanted to have. Oh. A plug-in so we could plug in uh oh, that's right. like the little rechargeable vacuums and stuff so we don't have to have them just sit in random ass places no they need to be in there yeah see all that little stuff i mean mm-hmm. when i get into the the nitty-gritty on designing this little house it's gonna be the good thing is i don't get i don't just have one shot at this some people say oh you get one chance you know if i need an outlet somewhere i'm gonna just add an outlet yeah that's the beauty of being in a trade crew <laughs> yeah i mean if i want to add a sink over here i'll just add myself a sink i mean that's yep i'm gonna you know i don't want to stress out like i got one shot at this um i'll do the best i can i mean it's not a i'm looking at about 1800 square feet on, on a ranch i mean it'll be no wasted space though tracy's sending me all these things on uh God, what is that? What is that? Friggin' app? Pinterest, probably. Pinterest. Oh God. yeah. She's like, we need a we need a cabinet like this. We need a cabinet like that. Look at the drawers <laughs> on this. Look at how many pans they got in there. I'm like, Tracy, that's yep. <laughs> that's a ten thousand dollar set of cabinets. Yep. And it's two foot long. Yep. I mean, the cabinets nowadays. What you can do with cabinets with the hardware, it's insane. You know what happened to like three pine shelves i know yeah there you go put all your shit on there the best you can bud <laughs> pretty much right um so yeah i got to see Corey play at the basketball game i know we talked about that on the last episode um, well and that was why the last episode was titled serious uh as an inside joke probably nobody got it it probably destroyed the downloads of the show but I did that because when I was thinking about Corey playing in the basketball arena, all I could think about was the Chicago Bulls intro music in the nineties. Yeah. So and when I just, first read your like, got to title, I thought it was satellite radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, we're on serious, serious XM, serious XM. One day. I used to get to listen to it just a little bit. I got, uh, we bought the uh, the Ford to pull around Big Sexy. You know, comes with Sirius XM for a little bit. Yep, I know. I'm I'm a month into my free six months of Sirius XM, and in five months I'm gonna be like, Grr. so I get hung <laughs> up listening to the sports channels on there. Yep, and then it was gone. I'm like, oh well, there we go. That's it. I probably should have been listening to the sports channel. Maybe I wouldn't be propping up the fantasy <laughs> league. <laughs> oh man. Me and Ryan were trying to hit record cool. to start this show, and I got a, I got two on injured reserve. I got three on a bye. My 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 team is just in shambles. 
Yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm two and ten. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I'm buying everybody lunch. It's over. <laughs> God, two and ten. Yeah, you because might well just fold dude, back. I scored I scored a hundred and twenty something points this week. I go oh, look you'll at have this weeks guy. Where you're like, no, I've done that the last three or four weeks. I've lost. I've scored in the mid one twenties, and then someone on the other side has had like two career days. Like I had a freaking running back put up forty something points. No, thirty four points. And then he had a wide receiver with like another twenty something. It just out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, even my like thirty God, Jalen Hurts put up like almost forty points. And I mean it didn't even help. Still got beat by twenty. And everybody on my side Jeez. was double digits. It's insane. I mean, I just every single week I'm hitting people that their whole team has a career day. <laughs> Because I'll look look at the scores on the other games, and like half the other games, no one even broke 100. I'm like, really? That's why we don't need sports betting yet in (laughs) North Carolina. I can't keep up with it enough. I can't keep up with it enough. I'm too busy wanting to to hang out with you and do this. Right. Which is much more fun. So, yeah, I saw – so, Corey on the drums in the basketball game was pretty pretty sweet, man. I mean, it was kind of – He's up on a big platform in the middle of the stands, and he's just ripping it. And I was telling Ryden, I was sitting there. We, I got seats kind of around. You know, it's a big circle in there. I got seats probably, I don't know, 50 feet from him, just so I could get away from him a little bit. I could take pictures of him. And he's playing. The band's playing, and he's playing. And he just goes through this crazy run this feel with a double bass and and he just looks over me and he's just like you like that he just kind of gives me a <laughs> nod while he's playing i'm like how is he paying attention i'm like a little ham but you know there's there was like there was four drummers there uh, during that game two of them are you know they're not listening to this show so it's okay two of them they don't need to be there they were struggling to keep a beat and it's just kind of like yeah, man, you can come up there and play a song or two, you know. And then Corey and this other kid, like, that's their major. That's what they're there for. Like, they were yeah. killing it. And so, but but Corey, he's not like, all right, all right, let me get up there. Let me get up there. Like, they have to tell him to, hey, come up here and play the song. Like, he's just, he's not going to jump up there and toot his horn. He's just not. But when he was doing that, he looked over at me and he was like, that was pretty good. You liked that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, Dang. Yeah, you like that, don't you? I think I've got that on a video where he peeks <laughs> over at me. And the other two kids that were struggling, right, they're focused so hard. They look like me playing the drums. They're like, all right, left foot, right foot, right hand. <laughs> and Corey's just running through it, looking at me like he's not even paying attention. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get some more. The basketball game was fun, man. I did enjoy play. that. Or no, uh, was it? P. Austin P. Yeah. Austin P. They got a... Oh. So Austin P. had a guy on their team with one arm. What? Yeah. He was killing it. That's awesome. He played on the whole game. Jeez. Um, he was probably 6'5". Literally one arm. So uh, his left arm, it was nothing. No elbow. Like all the way up to the shoulder. And he was 
stuffing it in our face a couple times. They pass him the ball. He'd catch it with one hand, dribble, go in, dunk it, whatever. I mean, he was killing it. That's nuts. I told, I showed Kylie, and I'm like, you know, that's big for a 12 year old to see something like that. I'm like, look, that didn't stop that guy. Look at that. I mean, he's playing yeah. college basketball, one arm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, what's you say that? So, when you were over here yesterday, we drove by the guy that said was a commercial electrician. Yeah. So his his middle son, I don't know if they had an accident or something, but his one of his arms uh, was cut off or was missing from about mid forearm down. And okay. dude, he gets out there with his brother and this other kid, and I mean, they play basketball in their front yard. Dude, he kills it. Yeah, I think you gotta. <laughs> I think it's obviously tragic, and then it's like, huh? It is, is but you, but unfortunately, it it's what I would hope that if something happened to me, I would be able to overcome that and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this stop me from being as much of who I wanted to be as possible. Well, and you, that's, you don't know if you have that or not, you know, that's no. what's crazy. People that they see somebody like, you know, I see that guy on the court playing, playing college basketball one arm. I'm like, man, that's what I would do, man. If I lost the arm, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. But you don't know if you'd be like that or not. You might just sit at home and be like, this is miserable. Like, and some people can't, right. they, I mean, some people, when something like that happens to them, they they can't they can't get it together, and it's. I guess you don't really know, but uh, yeah. it's good to see that man. I mean, he was, um. You know, at first when I saw him, I'm like, oh, they're gonna put this guy out there for. No, it's college basketball. Like, it's not like a. <laughs> it's not little league where they're like, can you let him play? No, he. He was probably the third best on the on the team. I mean, he was crushing it. That's awesome. And, you know, once you see it, you start watching. Like, I couldn't stop watching him then, you know. Well, because then you're just like, okay, now I'm impressed. I have to watch. Yeah, now what is he going to do next? I mean, he's stealing yeah. the ball from us. And, and <laughs> I'm like, dang. But, all right, so one more catch-up item before we get into, well, we don't know what we're getting into. But, um. I'm getting free car washes now. Huh? Yeah. How'd you get free car washes? So, everybody knows my tag. If you didn't know already, my tag is, well, it's still South Carolina because I'm waiting to renew it. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to ride that out because um, my tag's pricey still. Um, so, my tag is HVACRND, all caps. You know, not many of those riding around. Nope. So I'm, it's South Carolina. So I'm in North Carolina now. I stroll up to the car wash the other day. I pull up to a Sam's car wash. I pull up and the thing opens the gate, the little arm. And there, you know, there's always a guy standing there. Yeah. To run your card. I got my card out. It's out. I roll the window down. I pull up and the thing opens and he looks and he's like, huh. And he looks at the screen and it's like, welcome member. Here's your receipt. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, you, you got a, you got a subscription. I'm like, and part of me wanted to say, yeah, <laughs> duh. 
but I couldn't do it. I was like, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't have a, you know, I got my card. I'm standing there with my card. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, huh? So he hits cancel. The arm comes down and then dee, arm comes back up. Like he can't, <laughs> he, he can't charge me. What in the world? It's, it's read. I said, what is it? He looks at the front of my windshield. He's like, you got a sticker on here. I'm like, dude, I don't have a subscription. I'm not paying for this every month. I just want an $8 roll through. Here's my card. He's like, well, it reads your tag. I'm like, okay. And he's like, I can't charge you. It won't let me. And I was like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) So he's like, have a good day. I roll the window up. I stroll up there. So somebody in North Carolina, or it's a glitch. I I don't know. Somebody's got a tag, HVAC R&D. No way. I mean, what is the chances of that? No way. So next week, I'm going back up there. <laughs> and I, this time, I'm just going to have my arm on the wheel. Like, I'm not getting my cart out. I'm just strolling through this thing. Um, I don't know what the subscription is. I don't know how much they pay. I'm like, as I'm rolling through there, I'm like, am I getting the hot wax? Am I getting the undercarriage? Like, what am I getting here? <laughs> is this... <laughs> I mean, if I'm getting this for free, am I getting the bells and whistles? Like, what are we getting here? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that preferred plan. I'll have to report back on that. I'm just going to keep going up there. That's hilarious. I don't see, I don't have that kind of look ever. Dude, I've never (laughs) had that kind of look. I just knew when I went in there, it was going to rip my mirror off and, you know, take my tailgate off. (laughs) Just the karma alone. I mean, I was really trying to pay. He was like, cancel. The arm's like, beep, burp. <laughs> He's like, okay, man, I'm not going to sit here and do this all day. He said, you're good. Go on through. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> That's freaking funny. Yep. So. Well, yeah. So I guess we can talk a little bit about some, some product training and just kind of some stuff we did. Like we said, we had what? 24 guys all together yesterday. We've got another one coming up Friday that right now is going to be 22, it looks like. So, yeah, definitely having uh, getting some guys in front of D this week. I like it. Yeah, if you're, in the, yeah. if you're in the Carolina market, um, North or South Carolina, yeah, actually Pennsylvania, a lot of Pennsylvania guys on here. You know, Keystone, we train on the Bosch product and a lot of other products all the way from south carolina all the way up to pennsylvania get up there if you're a boiler guy you know hit us up yep so um, well like i said you know you can always reach out through just reach out to us through the podcast and and i can get you to dennis before anybody outside of you know north north carolina if it's something down here he and i'll help get something sorted out with you as well um so yeah, there's definitely training opportunities available for everybody. If you let us know, we can we can try to help do some stuff. I know we had a guy yesterday asking us if we would come up past Niagara Falls. I, I don't know if Big Sexy's going to make it that far, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, it'd make it. It'd be it'd like make it dollars in gas. Yeah, probably more than that. Um, Ooh, that thing sucks. But I, I I don't know if we're allowed to train outside of uh, our rep territory. No, there's a so, rep. Well, I say there's a rep. There may not be. We don't know. Yeah, there's, I mean, 
Bosch is worldwide, so somebody's somebody's repping it up there. I might could look into that for them. Yep. See what we can find out. So you went to you got to see something cool today. You weren't allowed to take any pictures, which I'm sure killed riding. Oh, sure. dude. And I asked too. I was like, "Can I please take a video of this?" No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you sure? Puppy dog face? No. So I went to the PDM line set manufacturing plant, which is located in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It is their global headquarters now. I can't um, believe that. Rock Hill. Yeah, rocks are real. They are they are one of the largest exporters of line sets to Italy in the world, which is interesting. So the story behind that is that PDM was actually an Italian based company. The PD the PDM were the initials of the two families' last names put together is where that came from. And around ten years ago, one of the families bought out the other one after I think it was, I think they were into second or third generation and one, one group just kind of, they didn't see eye to eye and they didn't really want to get into it anymore. So the guy bought them out. Luckily his initials were PDM. So he didn't change the name because it still made sense. <laughs> uh, and he is, and that guy is there every day. He drives a badass freaking Porsche that sits in his reserve parking spot right up front. He works in the nice. office every day with all of his guys. His door is wide open. Um, so I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. So how they got over here was 10 years ago when he bought it out, he got his U.S. citizenship, and once he had his citizenship, he moved the whole company here. Isn't that uh, weird how some of those companies find little towns? Yep. That we're in. I mean, yep. I, I know there's a method behind that, right? They're looking yep. for land. They're looking for cost. Land, cost, you they, know, especially as an exporter, you would, They don't need you know, walk-in business, right? So no. it really don't matter where the heck they're at. That's it. It just got to make sense financially to put it somewhere. Um, and, you know, I mean, they're they're half a mile from from 77 to, to go anywhere that way. You know, then they can drive straight down to... To Charleston, which is, you know, getting to be one of the the biggest ports on this side of the country these days. It continues I was to say, grow. They're not they're not far from Charleston. When I mm -hmm. lived in Fort Mill, which was one exit up from Rock Hill, um, barely two hours to Charleston. Yeah, yeah, Charleston. They're all barking tonight. I can't tell which one's which. Uh, that's Cody again. Yep. That's because I hear uh, two and a half, two no two and a quarter, two and a quarter, two and a um, quarter. That's uh, because there's cars driving around outside and he hears them, so of course he's got to get all angry. <laughs> um, Jesus. So do they? How did? So how's the shipping out of there work? So. They actually, it's cool you asked that. So they actually have an enclosed like loading dock. So they'll they'll open up the the doors and they they can have two full semis back into the warehouse and shut the garage and they load them right there. Oh wow! Because it it 
because it still it still rolls up to a loading dock. It's just all inside. So like the drivers, if they've got to park overnight, they can, you know, they can park the truck inside and not have to worry about it. It's kind of cool. Um, but it's a regular semi. It's not like a flat. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking right? full 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 semi because okay. everything they do is box packed. Right. Yeah, line sets. Yeah, they all come in the big the line set box, which at most distributors are trash cans. Yep. They make great trash Yep, boxes. they do. They make great trash boxes. They also make great rough-in delivery boxes. That's right. That's actually what I was trying to get at. Yeah, rough-in delivery <laughs> collars. Rough, yeah, rough-in delivery apparatus. And in the very bottom is your two two-inch mastic brushes. Yes. Oh, speaking Cheers. of that. Yeah, well, I got to walk over to the mini fridge in the hotel here and grab the other Happy Dad, different flavor. Ooh, nice. Yep. And beer break. Oh. And this beer break of HVAC R&D is brought to you by Cajun Joe's Bayou Spice. Please make sure to go check out the two and four ounce options in the HVAC R&D merch shop. You can also roll those into your $35 purchase to get a free trade crew shirt. So get over to HVACRD.com, check out the merch store, get your shirt, use the Turkey Day discount code, and pretty soon Dennis will be right back with a nice, fresh, crispy, happy dad, and we'll be back to you. Yeah, that was cute. That one splashed all over the place. Dude, you don't know how perfectly timed that was. Well, I, I just finished. Right? Oh, I was gonna say I just finished the impromptu <laughs> ad, and boom! I don't know. Yeah, every, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, you probably got your AirPods in. You're cheating. No, I, I was. No, I I just heard the very end, and I was waiting. Okay. So we got lemon lime here. Nice. Glutton free. Glutton free. That. <laughs> That's what my dad when he first saw that he's like glutton free, huh? What's up with that? I'm like, oh boy. They actually got flavor. You know what I mean? No. I will say there's different oh. levels of seltzer. My wife likes seltzer, so I've tried them all. Because I'm like, dang, I don't want to go downstairs. I'm just going to grab one of these. Like, God, how do you drink this? I mean, some of them are just water. Yeah. And now don't get me wrong. A lemon lime seltzer at the pool when it's 99 degrees in South Carolina, it's not bad. It's really not bad. But the... For me, just like wine, I get a headache with these. Like, a couple, I'm all right. You get four or five, it's headache time. Oh, yeah. I don't so, that's the same with cut waters, too. You drink four or five of those, and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but cut water, that's, that's vodka. Well, it's... That's what, liquid. 9%? 9-ish? Well, depends on what they are. Remember that white that's Russian true. I drank on that's the true. show? was 14 and a half. That's true. Made my lips numb. so so anyway one of the cool things about pdm that i I did not know any of this i've sold a lot of other brands of line set my whole career primarily sold one that a bunch of you guys have probably used um but once i moved to insight earlier this year pdms our primary line set i've sold a bunch of them guys have liked them but I didn't, I don't really know the backstory of the company. So, you know, I got the chance to go down and do the plant tour today. And, you know, walking in there, like I said, I mean, everybody's office doors open. They're nice. They're friendly. Uh, so we get in there and 
what I didn't know is they literally do everything there. They don't outsource their stuff. They do keep some, some extra like flat pack rolls as just in cases. Like if they get some crazy huge order that they've got to fill really quick and they just can't make enough pipe fast enough, they've got kind of a backup or if something happens and they lose a furnace or something, they've got, you know, some backup storage. But outside of those, those situations, you know, they do everything themselves. So they buy 99.999% pure copper in like these big square slats that come stacked on a pallet. And then they feed them into an induction blast furnace. So you, know, you think when you go in here, they're like, oh yeah, we, it's like blast furnace and everything's over here. I'm thinking like 1960s, we're going to see the big steel mill where the huge like kettle thing dips over. I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. You know, <laughs> you know, molten lava yes. comes pouring out. <laughs> so I walk in and they're like, you know, there's, it's not hot, you know, really in the place. And they're like, so this is, you know, our induction blast furnace. And he's like, come on up here. We'll walk up to it. So, you know, we walk right up to it. And I mean, you know, you could, you now could, how, how big yeah. are we talking looking down? There? I'd say it's about, God, I'm trying to remember what he said. It, he said it's like 20,000 pounds worth of molten copper or something crazy. Yeah, man. We're talking 10 foot wide, 20 foot wide, like 10 by 15 at least. It's probably actually bigger. No, I'd say it's about 12 by 12. Like, Oh, that's big. It, yeah, it's okay. huge. And then it's, yeah. and then it's, I'd say 12 feet high. Oh, yeah. And then, it, and then it's, it's the primary induction furnace. And then it moves to the secondary induction furnace, which is what they actually extrude the initial, what they call mother pipe from. So you can walk up on top of it and you can look down right into the top of the, the molten copper they put a couple of inches of graphite on top of it because it keeps it from getting um, oxygenated or anything else to help keep it pure while it's hot. Right. And then the extruder tubes go down into the molten copper and pull it out. The crazy Did he thing. Did mention the word copper oxide at all? <clears throat> yes. So they talked a lot about that. That's why they well, do everything they do to keep the oxygen out of it, to keep it pure. Right. So that's funny you say, you know, that's what I thought about. Yep. I didn't know that how the graphite would come into play, but. So they um, use charcoal on the major furnace and they use graphite on the secondary. Yeah, because when you heat copper, like with a torch to braise, mm-hmm. <laughs> copper oxide forms and all that black flaky stuff gets in there. Yep. Because of oxygen. So. So they can do, they can extrude up to 11 at a time, I think, but they were only, they were only pushing one through today and it, it literally gets sucked up through this thing. It comes out as a two inch diameter with a quarter inch wall. I mean, if you got hit so with a, a piece pipe. of, I it's mean, it's a, a it is a true pipe. So it's two by two inch and a quarter inch thick and then comes up and out of this thing and then snakes down to these huge spools where it just, how spools. long is it? Is it just endless? <laughs> uh, it, so it rolls into that spool. I think he said it's it's like two tons worth of copper in a spool or something crazy. Golly. It's around 500 feet plus, maybe more. Say, copper's heavy, but... Oh, it's super heavy. Um, the crazy thing is you can literally grab it 
at the top of where it extrudes out of this blast furnace out through that machine. It rapid cools it so fast right there. You could literally grab it with your hand. What's it cooling it with? It's whatever's in there in that process to solidify oh, wow. it. It's nuts. Huh. And then, you know, it goes all up through this thing. You can grab it anywhere through there. It's fine. It won't burn you at all. I need to take it <clears> over there. Yeah, it's cool. So, you know, then we go down, we, we see the, where it's spooling. So then what they'll do is they take it from this master tube and then they take it over to another extruder and they put a die inside of it and then they pull it through and let that die start to push the size of it. So they literally take this two inch by quarter mother pipe and it's what becomes every single size they make. They make, I think, seven total sizes or diameters and thicknesses of pipe but it ends up turning into over 400 skews because of the different line wow. set sizes, length combinations, yeah. insulations, all that stuff. So, but they completely manage that through the whole process. So then they extrude it twice then they put it through another um, heat cycle to recrystallize and, and harden the copper into its newer, you know, in its newer size. And then they extrude it again. And then every single spool, you know, it starts as the master one, but then it stays within that spool throughout its life. It's tracked. <laughs> it's like kombucha. <laughs> kind of. So it's tracked. Mother so, pipe. So yeah, exactly. So they, they can, they can pull any, at any time during the process of that thing, they can pull this slip and they can go back and look at all the details of the runs, when it was done, so on and so forth. All that stuff eventually get, trickles down into the printing on the label with date codes and information. They could literally, we, you could go to a PDM line set right now, read a date code off of it and call the factory and they can go look up the spectrum analysis of that copper. It's insane. Oh, wow. Because they also do all of their lab testing right there. So we got to go into, I went to the lab later. I'll get there. So anyway, we're going from... It's extruded the third time after it's been shrunk. So now the next process is it's going to go to a spooling line. But we all know line sets got to have insulation. So they extrude and, and make their own um, insulation. It's not rubber-based like some others. And I'll, I'll explain why they don't do rubber-based later. Um, but it, they extrude it right there and either... Um, an R4, an R6, or an R8, excuse me, not, not R4, but quarter, three-quarter, or quarter, three-eighths, half, I can't talk, uh, length or width of insulation depending on where it's going, what region, you know, what it serves. Right. They've got two different colors, but they make all of that right there as well. They roll it, cure it for, I think, 48 hours, and then it goes over to the machine where they're going to put the copper into the insulation. So it gets, you know, it gets extruded as a full piece of insulation, you know, thousand feet long, whatever, to roll it onto this big spool. And then when it's going to get pipe put into it, it's fed through this little feeder that cuts a slit along it like you would be cutting open Armaflex or something. It just yep. cuts it open, slips the pipe in it, and then by the time it comes out the other end of this thing, like a foot, a foot along the line, it reseals the insulation uh, cut. It like super rapid melts and cools it and puts it back together. 
and then it just goes off when it's 50 feet if it's a 50 foot line set it'll clamp it off and then it shifts to another spool so the guy can take it off of one spool put now, it on the they, conveyor belt what do they put on their ends just little caps i don't think i've i don't know if i've opened up a pdm so that. when it cuts it it crimps it tight so it's flat on each end it's like a, it's like a raw end okay you know some throw the uh orange they, cut cap on there but they literally they do that so it's immediately sealed right there right okay well and not to keeps. derail you but i feel like i feel like line set companies and, and there's probably a you know a reasoning behind all this but line set insulation outside the uv just they don't hold up so i've got a i've got a picture of a pd well yeah but i've got a picture of a pdm coated line set versus another competitor that tries to have the same kind of exterior wall the pdm one looks brand new the other ones are falling apart yeah i mean the the back in the day because of what they put in them is different they literally dry rot and then of course so does the duct tape so does the but we're trying to get to a cleaner installation nowadays for sure so everybody's coming out with different things contractors want better installs they want better looking installs um you know they put their name on that and they come back and they're servicing them you know once or twice a year and in three years it just looks like hell out there (laughs) yes um anyway carry on so you know, now it's rolled up in a spool. So once it's rolled into a spool and has the full insulation with its exterior coating on it, you know, it start it'll get mixed with, you know, the smaller um, liquid line it's matched with or with the insulated liquid line it's matched with, depending if it's a mini split or not. Now, obviously, the mini splits um, get flares. Right. <clears throat> so that was a whole, that's a whole different machine. And then, so the next thing they went through was that they are about as 100% use of anything that goes through there as they possibly can be. So they went out and bought a machine that like if they have, you know, a bad run and they've got a, they've got waste, you know, insulation or anything like that. They went and bought a machine that they can put all that waste, like extruded insulation and it'll break it back down and they can reuse it to make new so they don't waste any of it. There you go. They also do the same thing with all of their copper. So they, I would if say, they, I if would, they I have, their yeah, copper they do the same thing with all the copper. So if they have anything that was, you know, this was a five foot section cut to do testing on, once they're done doing testing, it goes, you know, back into the copper restoration machine so they can start a process over with all of that again. Um, now, because, did he talk about copper wall thickness? Because, you know, I, I hear a lot of contractors like, man, the copper is just so thin now. It's just not what it used to be. I know that's, they're talking about manufacturers like yep. AC units, right? Heat pumps. But I didn't know if he was. So they have, he didn't tell me the millimeter thickness. You can see it when you look at it um, because of their quality control. They at one right. point they had they had built a new machine that was an extruder that made a couple of runs like in a month incorrectly, so they were way too thin. So they 
they tracked them because of their serial numbers and any contractor that had an issue with that, they went out and replaced the line set, covered that, gave them a bunch of stuff to say they're sorry. So like they did everything they could to make something right if they had a problem, which, you know, as a sales guy, it's going to happen. Yeah. As a sales guy, I want to hear that they'll take care of the contractor. If something happens, that's, you know, and that's part of why they do such a extensive job of tracking, you know, the different lots of pipe every time it comes out. Well, we just talked about that on that, you know, our past couple episodes. Manufa- I mean, they're going to, your manufacturer is going to have issues. That's, that's yeah. never <laughs> not happened. It's, it's nowadays, it's how soon you get on top of it, how soon you fix it, how do you fix it? Um, you know, do you sweep it under the rug or do you do like, you know, like they did, right? Yeah. Go out and fix it. Um, and then, so we went from there, we went into the lab. So I got to see kind of the spectrum analysis machine and how they, they test everything to make sure they've got, you know, the proper, um, different pieces or excuse me, proper elemental lineups and everything else when they're putting copper out. Um, the engineer, the, the engineer that was in there doing the stuff, uh, gave the plant tour guy down the road because he didn't warn him that he had a tour. He's like, man, if I'd known, I'd have swept my floor. <laughs> He's like, I don't like people coming in here and my floor's dirty. And they're like, well, you know, if the floor's dirty, we know there's work being done. He's like, come on now, boss. I keep this place clean. That's funny. <laughs> That's yeah. going at it. Yeah, so they were going at it. And what's what was nice is it's nice when you get, so I, the tour I was given was done by the plant. Uh, I think, it, I don't know his exact title, but he's the plant manager. You can tell that. Everybody in there liked him. Everybody talked to him. He talked to everybody else. You could see the rapport with the people. Um, I like to see that too. It lets you know it's, and I mean, they're a big company, but you can tell they have a good, you know, company culture. Um, During COVID, they installed a whole like cafeteria and stuff in their warehouse so that people didn't have to leave to try to go eat or anything. Um, So now they still do that. People can get lunch there every day if they want to, and they can just stagger shifts. Um, are they a 24 seven place? So a few things are 24 seven. Some are 24 five because those, that two day in between is what allows them to do, um, rebuilds or, or line shifts. Okay. Because what they'll try to do is crazy to go to, go to a place like that. I love those tours and they start spitting out numbers and they're like, yeah, we ship out blah, blah, blah pallets a day even when we went to red oak we're like wait what yeah how much you ship out like when i we were at the when i went down to the bosch uh, distribution center in charleston it was like wait what are you shipping out of here a day and the numbers that were coming out of the bosch automotive warehouse were, i bet oh yeah nuts like you really are like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't really relate to that. I mean, I don't know what to do with that number, but, um, but no, it was yeah. it was a cool Rock thing. Hill. That's yeah, crazy. it was a cool thing. I'm excited to to probably take a couple of customers out there. Um, oh, it sounds th- like it's a good tour for a contractor. Yeah, I think so. Especially in and especially with it being you know, it's a made in USA product, but it's also made in USA right here. It's not often. Yeah, you take your guys down there. Yeah, that's in their backyard. Yeah, <laughs> so it's that's perfect. Um, they also, I found out, they make a specific ultra-long line set 
just for like VRF people. Huh? They I swear. I think he said they, they make like a hundred and forty something foot long. It's like whatever the average. I thought you need a branch box anyway. <laughs> so, but it's, this is one that's long enough to go to like a super far away branch box without having to have additional connections to get there gotcha. in like a big VRF situation. So well, I thought I'm that sure. was, yeah, I thought sure that was cool. Thought it through. That well, cool. and, and with all the stuff we know that's coming with A2L with these refrigerant sensors, it's stuff like that that might give VRF a fighting chance without having. So what were you saying in class the other day? And I don't, I didn't jump off subject. That reminded me something. Oh, sensors. It's going to be, it's going to be that show. Well, you said that if there's so many, after so many bins, where did you in the pipe? Yeah. After so, as, uh, there's, I think depending on how it is after so many bins or if there's so many bins within so many feet, you've got to have a, a leak sensor in there. Oh boy. Um, and then residential systems are all going to be based on the amount of refrigerant that's in them. Yeah. I know we covered that. We, what, yeah. Somewhere we got 64 ounces. We got to, I got to confirm that somewhere. Well, uh, we're going to have I, some shows <clears throat> coming up where we are not guessing. Yeah. You know, we get information, you know, well, some of this information we got, you, everybody on the show can, can go get. And I tell everybody in class and I'll tell them tomorrow in class, like you got to start researching your trade that you're in right now. Big time. Yeah. Cause there's a lot coming at you real fast and evolve or dissolve, you know? So speaking of that, um, revolver dissolve. I, uh, also had another, a different kind of training today. Um, I went and channeled my inner Dr. Matt Waxer, my inner HVAC doctor. Um, I did a, or I was part of an Aon training on a DOAS system with our, uh, vice president of engineering this morning. And what's funny is a lot of the things that he says and how he says them in training is very similar to what you did and what you do because hmm. one of the biggest things you talk about in training with, with Bosch or any inverter is that it's still a heat pump. Yep. You've got to treat. Oh, like those Aon pump. units are so still, they still <laughs> got are. a compressor so, and a coil and a fan. And a, so yeah. this, this thing had, it had a full inverter compressor with its primary. So a digital um, variable speed scroll, and then the secondary was a two-step, which he's like, oh, it's a two-step. It's just a 6,700. <laughs> and I mean, how many times have you said that? It's like, hey, a two-stage compressor, it's 6,700. So, I mean, it's funny. Well, they you all know, are, yeah. They are. But, I mean, the terminology, he just rattles it off. It's exactly the same. Um, and then he said, you know, guys, he said, you, you open this and you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of fuses. Holy crap, there's all these boards. He said, but look right here. He said, look at this schematic. And he puts his hand over the top of the control board in the schematic. And then he says, look right here. Look down my hand. He said, it's just a heat pump. Yeah. He said, don't let this get in your way. He said, it's just a heat pump. So, you know, it's, it's nice to see that philosophy permeating other places um, well, or, or being in other say, places. Because it's not. It's not always in other places. And it's not always like that with, with other trainers. Well, and the, the reason I say that is because I'm training from from Asheville 
to Charleston. I'm, I'm all over the place three days a week, you know, sometimes four. And it's literally the same faces, the same responses, the same light bulbs that are not coming on. Yep. You know, I'm looking at, I mean, I'm a broken record standing up there, but I still get into it because the, the guys are looking at that and they're like, God, what, I, I, what am I supposed to do with that? And I've met guys that are, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We put in a lot of mini splits, man. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. We put in a lot of mini splits. That doesn't mean nothing either. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Right. I mean, you, you still got to approach these products. We, we haven't, nobody's reinvented the wheel. No, it still pumps refrigerant in and out, takes measurements and reports it back and tells, you know, other components what to do. And the troubleshooting, you know, I remember, I remember me and my dad, you know, I'm, you know, 10, 12 years old. I was always up under him while he was working on something. That was me. You know, it's no wonder I'm doing what I'm doing now, but my brother didn't care. But my, when my dad's out there troubleshooting the car, he's got his test light. <laughs> I know your dad's got one. Mm -hmm. It's a 12 volt, you know, screwdriver. That's you, you put it on ground and then you touch it and the light comes on and you're like, yep, I got 12 volts here. And, and he troubleshoots, he starts, you back up. And you go from one to the, you know, next thing, next thing, next thing. So it's still the same thing now. I mean, I just approach it that way, but yeah, that's cool that he, that he's saying that because those Aon units, when, when somebody sees that word, yep. And I don't know for sure. Cause I don't train on that product, but when you see Aon, you're thinking, Oh boy, here we go. Yep. Cause they are next level on a lot of their products. Yeah. In that well, game. Right. In that well, game. And it's, it was interesting because he, he started talking about just kind of places where there's double redundancies or, you know, there's a relay and then it may go through a fan before it gets to another major component because they've set it up to where if something's going to fail first from just a power issue, they want it to be something that's easier to change. So, yeah. you know, in some cases, the fan motor, unfortunately, is what's set up to be the sacrificial lamb, but would you rather change a fan motor or a freaking 10 ton compressor? Oh yeah. You know, so, so there's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of fuses for things like that. And they, they build up so many more redundancies into a lot of these, because in most cases they're on, they're in a specialized situation. You're not just rolling up and like, yeah, let me get that 10 ton a on slam at the truck. I'm going to go put it in tomorrow. It's not how right. that stuff works. <laughs> Everything is literally engineered for a specific purpose. Um, and especially like these dedicated outdoor air systems where you don't really have much of a return at all. If you'd even do have one, um, you know, these things are doing crazy stuff with major humidity loads that I didn't even know you could do. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting learning curve. Um, a lot of humidity talk. <clears throat> and, humidity. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, so where we were at, we were on a fire station and, you yeah, know, you the were rest a chilly of, this morning, wasn't you? Dude, it's freezing. Because <laughs> naturally it was it was 27 this morning. And then we were on the, the cold side of the building in the shade. Yeah, our Canadian buddies are like, really, guys? Yep, I know. Doc's like, don't use my name in a sentence ever again. <laughs> I, I mean, my, down my here Celsius was showing. 
Yeah, I mean, right now I'm in. I'm almost at the beach, and it's. Uh, let me see what my watch says. Thirty nine. Yeah, it's it's chilly. The little Amana P-Tac over here is off because it's loud as crap while I'm trying to record. <laughs> it's getting a little chilly in here. I'm not gonna lie. It's, don't you love that we all still say P-Tac, even though pretty much all of them are now PTHPs because they're package terminal heat pumps. But P-Tac just rolls off the tongue so well, you can't help it. Nah, this is an older hotel. It might be. Eh, maybe. How, I mean, how far back did the P-Tac go? I don't know. You are I correct. Well, there, I, mean, I didn't think of that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, there's 97 P tax on here. Well, no, actually, it's 97 packaged PTHPs, but you know, we can call them that. That's right. Yeah, it is a heat pump. <laughs> oh, I clicked it off over there, and it goes. <laughs> it was talking. It sounded like our intro. <laughs> um, so that's um, cool. Yeah. So I almost went to work for Johnson Controls. I don't know why, but like as an apprentice. Because that stuff interests me, like controls, but I didn't go that route. I went residential, and I, you know, I'm cool with that. But I wish I could have got into more commercial stuff. I still might. Hey, man. Let's, don't roll it out. Well, well, I mean, you train on Bosch. Bosch makes up to a 60-ton hydronic package unit. I mean, I might go sell That's you true. one. You never know. <laughs> That's I have been to Florida Heat Pump training now, so the world yeah, is my oyster don't. with Bosch Hydronics. <laughs> That's right. Now, that doesn't um, mean I don't read up about all this stuff all the time. You have to. So, our buddy you're not Joe, reading up on it, you can't preach about it. Our buddy Joe, um, he called me today. He works for Bosch, and uh, he's been to some, some of my trainings. So he built a house in Mooresville. Talked about his house on the show, I think. Fully foamed. No fresh air. He's living in a Yeti cooler, you know. And he called me today. He's like, man, I don't know if it's the heating and air or what. And he kind of come from the field, but he's a hydronics guy mainly. And uh, he's, like, he's like, I was like, Joe, we got to get you an ERV over there, some fresh air. Like, I'm going to use his house as a as a uh, little science project as well. But... um. He said, my, my Swiffer, my Swiffer in the closet over here, like the one with the, you know, that's got the little squirter on it, squirts the liquid out. Mm -hmm. He said, when I go in there to, to get it, the, the bottle's like caved in, like it's caved in like a beer can. He's like, it's not hot in the closet. Cause I'm, I'm foamed. My house is foamed from roof to floor. I was like, Joe, you so tight. You got some pressure going on over there, man. Like, I want to go over there and and put some products in there, talk him into putting some stuff in there and, and really kind of seeing the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, your ears don't hurt or anything? Like, you're, I mean, has anybody ever walked into a, oh, yeah. Ever walked into a, a yeah. strip mall. Strip mall is the best. You go to pull the door and it's like, Woo. Yep. And the tiles go up. Pressure. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't pull the door, and then when it goes, it's just like whoosh, everybody looks at you. You're like, Jesus, y'all need to get something. That's you got you're you're pushing air in there and, and it's not going anywhere, or you're pulling it out. Um 
He don't realize how tight his house is. I guess he's not. But it's sealed. I mean, other than a crack here and there on the front door, yeah, it's tight. You know what I mean? Um, well, and he's just he he has no fresh air coming in there. He's like, man, I hadn't really turned the heat on yet. I'm like, it's 28 degrees, Joe. <laughs> that's a problem. Like, that's a problem to me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool and all, but you know, go cook some bacon and you'll smell it in like three months. I mean, you're not changing over <laughs> any air. I mean, if you that's had not, to have a, a smell in either. the house, I would I would much Once prefer again, it to be bacon over other things. Bad, bad analogy. I think this is like, yeah, I feel like I've said this before, but oh, yeah, bad, bad analogy. analogy Garlic? No. Peppers oh, and onions? Geez. <laughs> Damn, also good. Um, now I want a Philly cheesesteak. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, so. Crawl Space Confession. Crawl Space Confession, episode. 115. 115. Gosh. And I looked up, and we're at an hour and 15 minutes. I know. Jeez. I'm Crawl reading. Space I'm Confession. To, yep, Crawl Space Confession. Coming to you from Tailored Air. Taylor Sane that was on this show. Our boy. Learning to fly. All right, I'm going to read this text he sent me. Um, so, this is a prime example. Like, when you come across crap out there, send it to me. Yes. You got my cell phone, text it to me. He sends me pictures of cross-based stuff, man. Oh, my God. Addicts, people's house. Because I'm not in the field anymore. I don't have it. Dang you know, it, now I'm wondering that. if it's the one I think it is, because he sent me one on Snapchat the other day, and I meant to tell you about it, and I didn't. Well, this isn't a picture. This is a text from a homeowner. <laughs> oh, gosh. Nope, different. Oh, yeah. All right. Literally, I'm going to start reading. This is a text from the homeowner. Everybody knows the text you get from the homeowner, because, you know, you're like, hey, yeah, just let me know if everything's working. If it's not, you know, let me know. And then you get the text, and you're like, God, why did I tell him to do that? Anyway, all right, here we go. Hey, hope your Thanksgiving was good. That's usually not a good start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hope your Thanksgiving was good. Sorry to hit you up at this time. So the unit has been having the unit has been having to be smacked on to turn on most mornings. Yeah, so this might have been talk to text, so bear with me. So they're having to hit it to turn it on. We waited until it really started acting up. So now the outside unit shuts itself off during the day and overnight. We've had to smack it back on seven seven different times what? in the last 48 hours. So they're just out there hitting the unit with God knows what. Um, <laughs> sometimes it will just heating it will just it will just keep heating up the house past the set temp. So we have to shut it down wait and then turn it back on almost like a reset uh it does that randomly the on and off crap is just really starting to suck <laughs> that's what it says we have to go out in the middle of the night and hit it along with a <laughs> along with what? constant temp checks to make sure it's working fan has no issue it comes on like it's supposed to Whatever works, the heat and air part is messed up. Sorry to be a pain. 
I'm so confused. So they're out there just smacking. They it. just beat it until it. They're just. I mean, what it. do they do? Hit it for 20 minutes and hope it comes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and I sent him. You know, of course, I'm laughing. And he said, I have went out to this lady's house four times. It's a Goodman. And it runs every time I go out there. Apparently, she goes outside and smacks it, and it just starts working. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I said, check the contactor. He said, I've already replaced it. <laughs> so he's on it. Um so there we go. Crawl space confession. Just hit it. If it ain't working, get a bigger hammer, right? I guess that works. Mama is Cody's home. Cody's running Dog out of gas. No, Mama's home, so they heard the garage open. <laughs> All right, so yeah, send us your crawl space confessions. Doesn't have to be in a crawl space. Addicts work. Addicts work. Whatever you got, shoot them to us. Rooftops. We had not had a Cobra chicken story in a while. No, it has been a while. Riker's disappointed. Right? (laughs) Sounds like it. Jeez. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. This has been a fun one. Um, I wish I could have taken pictures of that freaking plant because that stuff was pretty dang cool. But hey, you know what? If uh, you're interested in going and checking out the PDM plant... uh, Reach out to us if you're interested in doing some training with Dennis and I in the Carolinas. Reach out to us. Um, also, don't forget, make sure to go register at ahrexpo.com for January 22nd through the 24th. It'll be a nice, brisk, wintry event in Chicago. Oh, boy. Uh, it's nice and cold. We finally got our hotels booked. We're official. Um, yep. But get registered. Make sure to get the app and then bookmark the Bosch Home Comfort booth as well as the AC Products booth. And that's S8188 for Bosch, S8695 for our buddy Brian and AC Products. Bingo. Get that. Plan your show. Follow any other booths you're interested in going and checking out. We will be in the podcast pavilion Monday and Tuesday, Pavilion 2 from 1 to 3. So come see HVAC R&D. Promo video coming soon. We've got a bunch of other cool AHR stuff that is coming out. I'm very excited. Can't talk about it yet, but it's coming. So thanks for listening. Go follow us on social media, Instagram and TikTok at HVAC.R&D. Trade Hounds, LinkedIn, Facebook as the HVAC R&D podcast. Yeah. And if you need any other info, HVACRD.com. See you guys. See you, Cody. You got to talk to you again, bud. I know, right? Actually, that was Riker again. Where is he at? Riker? I can't tell who's who. I've heard him enough. I can't help it. All right. Peace, Drake crew. Thanks for listening.